0: And I will bring them home again, says the Lord. There's nothing quite like coming home, is there? Whether it's at the end of a long day, or having been away for a week on holiday, having slept in a strange bed, because there's nothing like your own bed really, is there? There's nothing like coming home. Most of us would echo with that sentiment. Home is supposed to be a safe place, a place of rest, a place of relaxation. I'm conscious that for everyone that's not the case, but that is the idea of home that most of us will associate with. So for most of us, the notion of homecoming is a positive image. Home baking, home cooking, homemade things usually are better than, are more appreciated than things that have not been home-baked or home-made, or home-cooked. Or the scribbled birthday card that you get from a small child is usually much more appreciated than one that's been bought. Which is why the image of God bringing his people home is for most a powerful image which speaks warmly to us. So do we need to have spent time away from home in order to fully appreciate what home means? What do you think? Maybe, maybe, maybe yes, because all of us have had times when we've felt far from home or we've been far from home and maybe we've longed to be back there. And thinking of coming home in the biblical sense of being aware of the presence of God, most of us will probably be able to recall a time when we didn't feel close to God or we didn't know God in the way that we might have done. And maybe having had that experience of distance has made us appreciate being closer to God as a sort of homecoming. So maybe, yes, we do need to have spent time away from home in order to fully appreciate what home means Although I believe that God made us to be never far away from God's presence, even Jesus Jesus experienced time away from God in the sense that in coming to save the world, he went through every experience of desert or exile that a person could possibly experience. He went through what people go through in order to lead people back home. As someone once said, Jesus didn't come to start a new religion. He came to reveal the presence of God in all of us. We might say he came to lead us home and to do so together. The people of Israel had wandered from home in the past. They'd turned their backs on God. They'd become slaves in Egypt and God freed them from leading them into a land of freedom to begin again. But it didn't last long before they were off again, away from home, seeking other gods, looking for pleasures in empty practices, modeling their lives on others who seemed to have it all, rather than having the courage to be themselves. Israel forgot to love their God And their neighbor as themselves. They neglected to look after widows and orphans. They stopped welcoming and providing for foreigners living among them. They stopped forgiving debts as the law asked them to. They held on to grudges. They even practiced slavery themselves in what became a very divided society of unequal wealth and unfair income distribution. In many ways, things back then haven't changed very much today. I was looking at the UK Home Office immigration statistics this week. The sort of thing you do, don't you? (laughs) In 2012, it took an average of six years for a foreigner to apply for citizenship to the UK. Well, the process has got harder since then. It now takes on average 10 years to apply for citizenship and there's no guarantee you'll get it at the end. It's also got much more expensive. In the last five years, the cost to apply for citizenship has jumped from £600 to over 2000 Our UK gov- government is not making it easy for foreigners to make their home here. And I think that how we treat foreigners living among us is probably quite a good indicator of what sort of society we're making, as it was back then. In times of unequal wealth and unfair income distribution, like the times in which the prophet Hosea lived, God does not sit back and watch it all unfold. God sends messengers. Hosea, whose name means he saves, from which we get the name Jesus, is one of the prophets sent by God to speak truth to power, to bring the word of God into the midst of the idolatry. We might ask, where are the prophetic voices today? And I think the answer would be that they are, they are there, they are here. Maybe they need to be a bit louder. Maybe we need to listen well to what God is saying to us and be prepared to add our own voice to where it's needed. But let's look at the content of Hosea's message. Hosea's message tells us four things. Firstly, he tells the people who they truly are and where they came from. They are Israel, God's beloved. Secondly, he points out the error of their ways. Thirdly, he tells them what will happen in order for things to be made right. And fourthly, he assures them of how God feels towards them. Read verse 8 in chapter 11. How can I give you up, Israel? Any prophetic message we choose to give voice to needs to have that same sort of balance of truth-telling in love. It needs to be good news. It needs to make people want to come home. Hosea speaks of a day coming when God's people will find healing from their idolatry and faithlessness, and where God's love would know no bounds as God's people return to the safety of their own land. The New Testament's claim of people being raised to new life with Christ is surely the fulfillment of this desire of God's. Those heaven-scented images that Paul writes about is the ultimate picture of homecoming that resonates with everything good in God's word. The journey home, yes, involves dying on the way, putting to death sinful earthly things that lurk within. Paul lists them as sexual sin, impurity, lust, shameful desires, greed, anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, dirty language and telling lies and instead putting on the new nature that is continually being renewed as we learn more and more about Christ who has given us this new nature within. The new nature of Christ in us is our new home. It's where we need to live from now on. Because Paul in the letter to the Colossians, goes on to tell us that when we put on this new nature, love will flow freely, as will mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and the ability to forgive others who've offended us. We can't do that in our own strength. We need God's Spirit to help us. And peace will reign in our hearts when we put on this new nature. And we will live by that new nature. That's what true homecoming feels like, I think. Dr. Diana Hayes is a professor of systematic theology at Georgetown University. Here's something that she's written about coming home. We are not alone in this world, nor have we ever been, no matter how much we may feel otherwise. Many have come before us and will come after us feeling the same way, seeking as we are, searching for the light. And it is in coming together, one by one, two by two, and on and on, that we form the converging tributaries that make up the mighty stream of just and righteous people flowing home to God. We are and can be that justice that rolls down like water and that righteousness that flows like a mighty stream. This is our calling as Christian faithful, to recognize the Christ in everyone, and to reach out a hand of hope, to speak a word of love, to sing a song of happiness, to share a tear of joy or pain, to speak a word of praise, to murmur a prayer, to stand against together those forces that would divide us, isolate us, and block our flow toward home. We must seek to become the righteous of God, recognizing that the path is neither short nor easy, but rock-strewn, obstacle-laden, sometimes even seeming to flow backwards and uphill. But as the prophet Micah proclaims, you have been told what is good and what the Lord requires of you, only to do the right and to love goodness and to walk humbly with your God." Some of us will be feeling already very much at home. Maybe others might be feeling far from home at the moment. So how do we get home? Well, like any journey, it starts with one small, simple step in the right direction. A simple yes, Lord, is all that's needed. Yes, Lord, I accept the offer to come home. Here I am. I empty myself so as to receive all you want to give me. Speak, Lord. Your servant is listening. Show me the way back. Show me the way home. And if we wait long enough for the divine whisper to come, God's presence in us will be the assurance that our lives are changing and we're being led in the way of righteousness and peace. We'll be able to accept ourselves as who we are and be able to welcome others into our midst as if we were welcoming them into our own homes. God's home has many rooms. It's a place of infinite, joyful hospitality, where there's room for all to live together in safety forever. Home is where family belong together. Home is where family gather, grow together, learn together, eat together, talk together, laugh together cry together, rest together, recover together. God is bringing people together, creating family, where, people, where love can dwell at the heart in the new way of being together that we know to be Christ. Let me finish with the words of that new hymn, which we'll sing in a minute. Let us build a house where love can dwell and all can safely live. A place where saints and children tell how hearts learn to forgive. Built of hopes and dreams and visions. Rock of faith and vault of grace. Here the love of Christ shall end divisions. All are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome in this place. Let us pray. Loving Father, thank you that you sent Jesus to reveal God's presence in all of us. Thank you that we can feel at home with that presence to guard us and to guide us. By your heavenly grace, may we rejoice in our homecoming, and may we together help others to find home too. In Jesus' name, amen.